Welcome to School of Performance. My name is Sean Ashkenazi, former professional athlete turned high-level performance coach. And each week we'll bring you inspirational guests to help you reach your highest level of performance in your own lives. Thank you for joining us today and let the lesson begin. Welcome to episode 22 of School, for Perform- School of Performance with Connor Mahana. Uh, good to have you, man. How you been? I've been great, man. Yeah, uh, really excited to be on here, and uh, it's great to see you. I know you're over there, uh, almost on the other side of the world, so it's cool to be connected this way. Usually, <laughs> it's on the other side of the court, or we were teammates for a while, so it's great to see your face, bud. You too, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been years, man, with Glenn as well, and with, with guests we get in the future. Um, it's fun, man. It's fun catching up beyond the, the value and all the great topics we touch on. I always say, like, it's great catching up and, and getting to know the person uh, on a deeper level. Um, yeah, for those, I know you on a personal level from our playing days together, from our playing days uh, against each other. But for those that are listening right now and for those that will listen in the future uh, that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm currently um, a personal trainer, a master trainer at a studio called Rumble Boxing in Vancouver, Canada. Um, I have my degree in kinesiology from the University of British Columbia. Um, I was a multi-sport athlete, but as you alluded to, um, played basketball with my man, Sean, here at uh, Capilano University, a uh, local kind of college-level basketball um, here in Vancouver, uh, but also background in hockey, soccer, baseball, basketball. Um, I grew up passionate uh, about athletics and training. Um, yeah, so I'm living here in Vancouver, and uh, I work with some amazing clients. Um, I, I do personal training with, on both the strength and conditioning side uh, as well as boxing. Uh, boxing for the, the the fun and conditioning side of things, um, not necessarily boxing for, for the sport or for, mm-hmm. for fighting. So um, that's, that's what I'm more. doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Multifaceted athlete, man. I <laughs> used to be anyways. I got a, a few <laughs> a few tricks up my sleeve still, I suppose. But I actually haven't touched it. I, admittedly, I haven't touched the basketball in really? far, far, far too long. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get a little uh, like charity type game going. And from there in the summer, get everyone out from, from the college days and see, uh, yeah, see who still got it. Get it going. Maybe at a beach <laughs> court or something to be entertaining for us as well. For anyone yeah, yeah, who chooses yeah. to come down and watch. Yeah. That, that'd <laughs> that be, be great. Great time. That always reminds me. Is this a side topic? We'll, we'll get we'll get a bunch of these along the way. But that always reminds me of uh, of like Steve Nash. The fact that he always played like soccer and basketball. And I remember I was learning in in kinesiology and a bunch of the classes as well about developing like as many different motor abilities as you can at a young age. I remember there's this stat about whatever brain pathways you won't develop before the age of ten. You it'll be a lot harder later on in life to to play those sports. So. I just kicked off that that side of my brain that it's it's so cool to play so many sports and then kind of dial it down. What made you choose basketball? Do you remember? As like the main thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I had a future in it. Um, I, I was yeah. gonna be able to go, go like keep playing uh, at the next level, so to speak. Um, I, I was very serious. I was actually I went and tried out for the soccer team at Cap University as well. I'm not sure if you know that. Uh, I made it I to the final. That, yeah, yeah, like the top thirty. I was gonna play both sports. Um, it turned out really well that I, I just played basketball, but uh, mm-hmm. I gave up hockey. I gave up hockey because it's that like hockey is so competitive, and it was like either mm-hmm. choose and play hockey and just play hockey, um, and drop soccer and basketball, or I could continue playing basketball and soccer. So um, mm-hmm. I kind of went with what I had a future with. Um, 
I was a little, a little more talented in basketball than I was hockey as well. You could consider me a bit mm-hmm. of a grinder when it came to hockey. Um, and soccer, <laughs> Enforcer, soccer, some would say. Yeah, <laughs> Enforcer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I played it because I could continue. I chose basketball because I could mm-hmm. continue to play it uh, in, in That's school. Bad. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I remember saying about that. I wonder if you would have been the first one ever to play, like, two sports at Cap. I wonder if someone's done that in the past. There's definitely there's definitely some dual athletes there and some amazing yeah. athletes have gone through there. While we were there, I, I am pretty sure I can't remember her name, but one of the, the women on the basketball team was also playing soccer, or there was yeah, right. I remember saying that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, dude, it seems like so long ago. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I don't I don't know if you know this. I, I went to UBC and I got recruited to the the rowing team. And I, I remember that. Team. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So, but you didn't was, play basketball too, did you? You didn't do really no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> at coach, that point, uh, coach, uh, coach uh, Jordan, you shout out to, to <laughs> Jay. Um, he was he was pushing me to try to walk on, uh, and mm. you alluded to Glenn earlier, and he did walk on, and he made, made the team, and yeah. Um, I, I wanted to kind of focus on my school at that point, but uh, I gave rowing a shot. That's the by far out of all the sports I played the training for rowing was the most ridiculous, the hardest, Really, yeah, I, you know, running suicides for basketball is, is, is torture, but <laughs> rowing is like, it. you gotta, you gotta love pain um, to be, to be <laughs> rowing. So I did that for a year. They asked me to continue in the summer and I'm like, you know what? I choose life. I'm, I want to have my summer to have a summer. That's wild. So I was, I'm glad I did that. That was, it was a really cool experience. Yeah. I remember that. That's cool, man. Just trying new things, right? Just, just kind of dabbling, dabbling in, in all these different things. I think it's such a cool experience when you look back at it and if you had the option to do it, then like, why not? Right. As long as you don't yeah. get injured and you can maintain your health and all that. It's interesting to talk about hockey. Like I hear a lot of people like, Oh, you're from Canada. I don't know, but how, like, I'm not going to sound small minded, but I think Canada is, is far less popular than the U S as far as like, how much people know about it so people are like your Canada it's so huge like why don't you just play basketball over there and I'm like listen there's just some leagues developing now but other than that there's no pro leagues like there's like 17 hockey leagues and there's no there's no pro league I hope that's something yeah. that gets developed now with, I know they have the the ABL or the NBL and all those I hope that gets developed over time but uh people always look at me and, and they realize that hockey is just such a a major thing out there and, and like we said before when, yeah there's the hockey game in the background it's something i haven't thought of and so it's so far removed from a country like israel i guess there's roller hockey out here but as far <laughs> as the weather and all that like it's something i haven't even thought of in years the fact that like to play on yeah. ice is so far removed and from the climate out here but but yeah that's cool yeah. and i i have i have a question written down here about um I guess to kind of reminisce, but um, some of your favorite basketball moments from your career, whether it be in high school or, or at cap or. Oh um, man. You, you know, that's a good question. I wasn't expecting that one. Um, <laughs> the best high school, it was is high school. And, and that was literally yeah. the games to get Argyle versus Hansworth mm-hmm. um, for the listeners. I went to Argyle, Sean went to Hansworth. His <laughs> biggest rivalry was in that sport. And, and, you know, those, those, those packed, gymnasium days where it's like half of the gym is blue and half of it is green and mm-hmm. gold and people are just like causing mayhem and I, th- I feel like every game we played in that hsbc tournament um was either like a overtime game or yeah one one by less than three points um kind for of sure thing. so that was definitely some of the most exciting basketball um playing at cap was was awesome uh it was great to continue playing um, I, I think we, we missed out on the provincials, um, or sorry, nationals. Mm-hmm. 
um, by like one spot the, the three years that yeah. I was there. So, um, but like, yeah, great times traveling with the team and, and that type of camaraderie. I remember, you know, we, we drove to Edmonton uh, on a bus mm -hmm. one time and then the bus right. drives, up to, the bus drives up to Prince George. Those were always ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, sometimes we'd have another yeah. team on the bus with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like a uh, Surrey team or whatever it was. We're driving up, sharing a, sharing a bus with another team. And that, um, entirely so um I, I, but those high school games i mean that was like yeah. uh that was that was peak peak energy peak like <laughs> competition in terms of like the battle and the rivalry and and having guys like you on the other side where it was like you know we played club together all summer long just to mm. go battle it out at our high school teams and, and that's what it was all about and then we go back and be on the same team on club again in the summer so mm -hmm. um yeah that those are some uh, my best favorite memories for sure that's cool, man. That takes me back, yeah. This, like, just those gyms, man, just how packed it was, it was the Argyle gym. And just the fact that, that we grew up playing 3D, playing club, like, which is in North Van, North Vancouver, and we'd all kind of get together from different areas around North Vancouver and train together in the summer. And then we'll be at those gyms on the sidelines um, in the first rows in those chairs watching – the older guys like Ty Kepke and Sean Burke and Sinclair Brown and I hope I'm not missing Brent Frisbee, Kevin Shaw, Quinn Keith, yeah. Scott yeah. Lee, all these guys that were in 3D with us during the summer training and we got to see like the behind the scenes. Now we get to be fans and, and obviously each of us on, on their own side, on their home, the, the side of their home team. And then we get the privilege to to be on the court and have those younger guys from 3D like Cam Yates and Jesse Jeffers yeah. and Andrew McGinnis and all those guys ran homes, um, sit there. And it's surreal, man. Just like taking back to that, it's really surreal um, to get that opportunity. And there's crazy guys. I don't think people understand, like especially people outside of Vancouver. I think it was, it was, it might've been the biggest rivalry in like high school basketball in BC or at least in greater Vancouver, like not just North Van. I remember those games with like Rob Sacker ended up playing in the NBA after and Scott Morrison who played, I think, not till long ago in, in Japan and, and in Asia. Um, broken rims, like, bro, like NBA <laughs> games didn't have this much entertainment. Like, and you go to a local gym in Argyle in North Vancouver and you get to watch these amazing games. Ty Kepke ended up playing in Hong Kong, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, for years. Um, Sean Burke was a national type level player. Um, man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, like this is surreal. Going back to that, it's really surreal. Um, and yeah, as far as cap and all that, that was just, <laughs> what jumped to mind is like, it's like the Olympic dream team. Like we all get together in the summer and, and yeah. travel and then we go back to our separate club during the year. Um, to our point of, of, of more like that, that mental side and what we really like gathered here today to, to touch on, I guess the first thing is what we touched on a little bit in, in our call beforehand um, is just our environment. I think that's really key and it'd be really cool to open up with that, how environment like affects our lives. How do we control that aspect of like, what do we kind of let in? What do we keep out? What, what do we let affect and, and how do we manage that? Let's start talking about that. Yeah, man. And there, there's a few things that come to mind when you say the environment. I mean, there's the environment that that we're given, right? Where you're born mm -hmm. and 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 how you how you raise your family and, and all of that. Um, but you know, putting putting that aside and, and assuming that we're talking to, um, you know, young adults and adults that are, you know, have the ability to to move around and 
Um, and, and so there's like your physical environment and then there's this new environment or relatively new anyways with social media and, and mm-hmm. the pervasiveness of, of, of how that's like, it's with you everywhere. Um, so kind of like the first part of environment that I, that I think of is like, you know, your close circle of friends, like who are your, you know, your top five going back to like mm-hmm. Rogers mobile that had like your fave five or whatever it was. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, um, for me right now, like I'm, I'm spending a ton of time in the gym. I'm with clients um, all day long, all amazing people. Um, and then, you know, you reached out and I was like, wow, you know, Sean used to be like my teammate. He was like, he was totally in my environment all the time. And we get to, we get to ball out and we get to hang out after practice and all that. Um, and, and then of course, you know, kind of grow apart and go our separate ways professionally. Um, mm-hmm. But, but getting present to, you know, if we actually take a look at who is in our environment on a daily basis, because we have our friends that are going to be there for life. We have our contacts that are going to be there for life. The ones that you don't see very often, but they're going to be at your, your wedding or whatever it is, right. Mm-hmm. Your lifers. Um, but those that you choose to be around and those that you, you know, listen to those that you follow. Um, I, I think that getting present to that, I'm getting present to it right now as I talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. man, I spend so much time on my phone and uh, um, you know, for work and clients and, you know, social media is, is, is so pervasive, as I said, but mm-hmm. um, the getting aware of like who we're spending time around and how they're affecting us. Like, are they giving us energy? Um, are are mm-hmm. we constantly feeling drained after we're around them? Um, who, who are the people that are filling you up? Who are the people that are, you know, pushing you, uh, whether it's a coach, um, whether it's a best friend or a partner, um, and, and then, yeah, there's that, that other environment of social media where it's like half the things that come across my social media. I'm like, why am I looking at this? Right. Like, see, sometimes it's like, you know, and, and, and we, we've all fall into this trap of like comparing lives. Right. And it's not a new mm-hmm. conversation about comparison and, and all that. But um, for me lately, right. With this pandemic, I started to see all these people that are, and it's different in area, different areas of the world. Um, but for here anyways, it's like travel is, is slowly creeping back in, right. And in, into, mm-hmm. our, into our lives. And I see people that are like going on all these trips and they come back for two weeks and they're on the next one. And I'm trying to put my head down and I'm just in work mode. And I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, the world, the world is a big place. Like, you know, getting a change of environment can really change your perspective. Um, mm-hmm. so those are the kind of the first things when it comes to environment mm-hmm. and for sure, really kind of considering, who who makes up the majority of of your time your interaction on a daily basis and Mm -hmm. and are they having a positive impact um and if not you know taking a look at where else your energy might be better served Mm -hmm. there's a whole concept i'm not sure who said it first but um show me the five people that you spend the most time with and i'll show you your future self Mm. in a way that how, how our environment shapes us yeah i'm wondering how how can we kind of become better in tune and, and picking up on that? I love what you said about um, social networks and Facebook and all that, because I think it's human nature to compare and contrast and, and what Facebook and social networks, I'm just about to start doing lectures on that to, to teens. I think it's such an important concept. Um, and a lot of people have said it, that it compares someone else's highlight tape to your behind the scenes. And that's, it's tough to, kind of disconnect from that subconsciously and the effect it has on our brain and and kind of 
because you get to see everyone else's, you know, highlights and the best things they got going on. And you know what you got to do every day to make that stuff happen. And they might be doing it as well, but it's hard to kind of disconnect the two. Um, as far as that, I think it's such a huge concept. And I'm glad I'm glad you touched on it. Like as far as comparison and all that, how can we better serve ourselves as far as motivating our success and not letting our environment like hinder our success? Yeah, yeah. The, and now you saying that made me think of, you know, this whole pandemic. It's like your environment. It's like mm-hmm. for a lot of people, they they haven't even had five people around. They haven't right. even had that type of exposure. And 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 hopefully, as we can open things up safely and all that it's like getting back into that mindset to mm. you know we're meant to be around people we're meant to interact with right. people and and i know for me my mental health was like you know t- took a bit of a nosedive um as mm-hmm. i'm so just kind of confined and it felt like my world was getting smaller and it took a while for me to realize it that i wasn't thinking big anymore i was thinking get up and grind go home and sleep get up and mm-hmm. grind go home and sleep and not like creating the life I wanted to live. Like I want to travel here. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I can change these things. And it felt like I was so, I wouldn't say stuck, but like in the hamster wheel, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. my Monday, Friday was the same thing. And my weekends were starting to look the same as well. Um, and, and so mm-hmm. taking a like pause, habitual. yeah, getting, taking a mm-hmm. pause and like, okay, is this actually what I want to be doing? Like mm-hmm. what are the things That's that huge. I'm getting? what do I actually want to be doing? Like, do I want to be golfing more? Do I want to get out of the mountains more? Do I want to, you know, whatever it might be. And, and like making time for that and putting mm-hmm. it in the schedule, because if not around and around we go. Life will take over. Yeah. Yeah. It, it That's huge. Like pass by. Yeah. That self-introspection. Yeah. We, we didn't even plan on this, but yeah, like that, that whole side of just taking a moment and, and asking ourselves, like, what is it that I really enjoy? What is it that really energizes me? What is it that really kind of fills my heart? I like mm-hmm. to call it with the kids I work with, um, like, how do you call it in English? But uh, activities that I don't even look at the clock. Like the hours can go by and I haven't even noticed because I haven't looked at the clock. I got nowhere to be. I got, I got mm-hmm. like, all I am is here present within this certain thing that I just love doing so much that there's nowhere else to be. Like mm-hmm. finding that those things for ourselves. Um, yeah. How would you, like, it, it's really interesting to me to hear your process. Like how do you go about, you know, once you catch that habit of just work, 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 what's that next stage to kind of, getting back on track and being like start creating our lives again like if if we're in that especially in a pandemic right when it's all yeah. everything's kind of relegated you can almost say um what's that next stage i think a lot of people are in that i know i was in that yeah as well i think we all met that at some point yeah it that's that's a great point it's like you know like how do you how do you get out of that and and mm-hmm. and one one is is yeah the self-awareness of like of taking a step back and, and kind of bringing our head out of water to breathe a little bit. And I actually think that what we're doing right now is the first step is to actually talk about it is to, Mm -hmm. to get present to the fact like, Hey, I've been working, you know, I'm at the gym 12 or 10 to 12 hours a day, Monday to Friday. And, and that's like my, that's my regular. And until I address it, until I share with someone else, it just kind of lives in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. So until I, so I, I, and for me, this is just my process anyways, is that if I'm, I'm really stuck on something, whatever it is, is talking about it to someone that, you know, uh, that I can confide in, you know, whether it's a, mm. a buddy or my parents or, 
partner or whatever it might be and saying, Hey, this is really what's going on. And I think that mm. is something that has changed for me in the last few years. Um, and, and I'm not saying I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm no expert at it, but I, I, I get present to the fact that things start to shift when I start to acknowledge them that they're there. So if mm -hmm. I can acknowledge and actually get present to the fact that I'm, you know, I'm doing the same things over and over and I'm wondering why I'm not happy because I'm not scheduling or, you know, that I'm, I'm not feeling as fulfilled, you know, it's not that I'm not happy, but yeah. not feeling as fulfilled because I'm not taking the time to step out and, and, and book those things in. Um, mm -hmm. so last, last year I actually, you know, took a, made it a bit of a project to be like, okay, I'm going to plan ahead and, and, and schedule things in opposed to just letting life happen to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, rather than doing it like spontaneously, like actually scheduling and taking the time. Yeah. Than... Yeah. Instead of like showing up, waking up on a, you know, Saturday morning and be like, oh, what should I do for this weekend is, is like planning. I mentioned golf earlier. It's like, you know, I, I was a month in advance that I had to plan to book a tee time um, last mm -hmm. summer to get a, you know, prime time slot because golf got really popular and, and I forgot about it. And a month later I was like, oh man, I'm so glad I have this, this booked. Um, and, and for mm -hmm. people that out there, they're like, what are you talking about? That's so easy. You just like schedule things for me. It was just like, it's, it was like a, a bit of a revelation. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I really have to go and plan things. Otherwise it doesn't action. happen. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. So first step for me is to acknowledge it, have a conversation about it. And then it's brainstorming and like, okay, mm -hmm. so how do we how do we shift things and, and getting other people's perspective and opinions? Um, mm -hmm. Again, you know, going back to that circle of influence and of, of right. your environment, it's important to have those people that that are really listening for your future to be successful, right? A lot of times we we hear ourselves or we think about ourselves as smaller than what others around us think of us as. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I'm totally guilty of that. I've got people in my life that think that, you know, I I'm bigger, better, have all these opportunities. And sometimes the conversation in my head is that I'm, you know, not worthy, that I'm not worthy mm -hmm. of having it all. Um, and there was a quote I, I put on, uh, you know, I got a whiteboard above my, bed and every now and then I'll change quotes and stuff like that. And there was a, a quote on there for about a year and it said, how good are you willing to have it? Mm -hmm. Right. How good are you willing to have it? And right. so that, that was, that was just something that, that kind of struck me. So, um, no, that's huge. Yeah. Before that, like that, we could do a whole episode on that. That's huge. Um, I'd love to delve into it before that, just, just kind of reinforcing how, how important what you said is you said so precisely the fact like bring attention to it. Like if we continue living our lives as if nothing's wrong and nothing's bothering us and kind of avoiding, you know, the pink elephant in the room that we really want to cause change and we really want to do something about, it's going to stay the same, right? Life's going to take over unless, you, unless we take that action and bring forth, you know, attention to it and start talking about it and really getting it above surface. Now we can do something about it. Because as mm -hmm. long as it's kind of going around in the background, I think that's so key. It's, it's something that's so obvious to us, but at the same time, it's so easy to just let the habits roll and let life kind of take over. And then you're doing the same thing over and over. And before you know yeah. it, you're deep in it. And now it's kind of hard to climb out, you know, because you've built it up for so long. Yeah. It, like using the analogy of basketball, it's like having your head down 
and not knowing the score until there's two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, wow, I, I should have changed the play. I should now have I got to deal with this. Strategy. <laughs> right now I got to, now, now I'm, now, now I'm kind of like shorthanded. I don't know what to be doing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, it's too late for the full court press. Right. right. So it's like, there's certain actions and, I can't take now two minutes to the end that probably I could have right. done. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's getting present to the scoreboard of your life. And, and that could be in That's any it. area. It could be in finances, could be a relationship. It could be your goals, career, whatever it is, but like get really getting present to what's the score. What's the score and what do you want that number to be? You know, mm -hmm. and maybe you're up by 10 in finance, but you're down by 20 in your love life. So it's like, mm -hmm. but getting, getting it real with the score. And like, you know, if I'm the coach of a game and I don't know what the score is, I can't make adjustments exactly. on the fly. That's so, and, and I think there's a lot of people will, will bring a lot of significance to what the score is, right? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm down by 20 points in my love life. I, I suck or mm -hmm. I'm not good enough or no one will love me. But it's like, if you don't just address how it is now mm -hmm. and just leave it at that, like it's just the score, right? Then you can make adjustments to change the score. Right. Um, but, in, but until you get really present to what it is, and try to bring nothing to it. Like try to bring like, you know, there's no right or wrong or good or bad about the score. The score is just the score. Right. The, score, the scoreboard doesn't care who's up by 20. The score is the score. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, right? It, it, is, it is factually there. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, mm -hmm. and then, and then, you know, if we can address it um, as it is now, now we have some power. Now we can take some power. Mm -hmm. Now we can make some changes. Now we can change the place. Now we can change right. our dating profile, whatever it might be. Right. right. Um, <laughs> now you got to say on it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like when you say like like people give like we give so much significance to the score. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like we give so much meaning. Like we we make it mean something about ourselves. Yeah, where yeah. nothing's changed in our external environment. Like everything's yeah. exactly the same. But now this external thing is gonna dictate like how I feel about me. Like you said, am I worthy? Yeah. Am I? Do I deserve to have this type of life or whatever it may be? And yeah, it's huge coming back to it just that awareness that that bring awareness to it like you said like i love that sentence we're going to use that later as well like as a highlight i'll send it to you um <laughs> being aware of the score like yeah like being aware of the score now that you're aware now you can do something about it. beforehand if, if you weren't aware and stuff was just going on automatically there's nothing we can do about it. you're not like this the, the first stage to any change is awareness is bringing it to the forefront and like yeah. you said factually just look at what is out there what is the score like 10 5 whatever like this area looks like that. This area might be greater. It just is what it is. There's no meaning there. Take it back to the basics and just factually, this is what's going on. It's not good. It's not bad. It is what it is. Now, like you said, we can do something about it. I want to I wanna touch on that. I'm we kind of, uh, it's such a huge area, but um, it's that whole idea of like self-worth, self-love, um, being enough. I'll never forget. I know we know each other through uh, Landmark a little bit, and, and I'll tell you a cool story that I always love sharing, you know, getting deeper uh, with our guests because we do have that that shared history. We'll kind of touch it towards the end with Landmark. But I'll never forget that that sentence from Landmark where they would uh, reiterate all the time, um, I am complete and perfect just the way I am and just the way I'm not. Mm. And what always really caught my attention is just the way I'm not. Like yeah. nothing needs to be present within me for me to be okay like it's just the way i am right now i think with perfectionism and maybe you felt that as well i can i can speak about myself um 
that whole idea of like always in pursuit, always in pursuit of excellence, always in pursuit of the next thing. Um, maybe from an athlete's mentality that, that I got it, I can again speak only for myself. Um, um, and that thing that like when this happens, then I'll be okay. But it'll never end, right? Because then you get that thing, you want the next thing, you want the next thing, you want the next thing. And until we are able to get to that point where at whatever's present right now is what it is, and that is perfect. Mm-hmm. And from that we can build. Is this a pursuit that never ends, right? Because the grass is always greener and there'll always be another target and there'll always be another goal and there'll always be another championship to win or another test to pass or another job to get or a raise to get or whatever it may be in life, right? So I think that's so cool. And, and yeah, just to touch on that, um, kind of develop that whole idea of of what we said before, like that, that self-worth, that self-expect. Like, like it's really, it's such a small world, right? But remind me the sentence you have, uh, you had uh, on, the, on the whiteboard. What you said? How good are you willing to have it? Right. So I have on my mirror, uh, how good can you have it today? So it's, it's very similar. Like that whole thing of how do we look at life? Like what sort mm-hmm. of things do we as a base expect to be coming in? You know what I mean? I think that's like allowing for that, allowing that opening for that in life creates a huge change. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get deeper into that. If that's something that, uh, what would you want to? Yeah. I mean, take? What does that bring up for you? Like on, on the, the concept of self-worth? Yeah, I guess self-worth and kind of accepting ourselves just the way we are and then using that as a basic, as a base point. Yeah, I, I mean, man, self-worth, that's... Uh, <laughs> the, the, the idea of like comparing ourselves again and mm-hmm. uh, to other people and their level of success and what they're doing, it, it's, it's such a trap and it's a human thing in, in my Mm-hmm. non-expert opinion right mm-hmm. but that we all we all do it um and, and i think for for me i think in the last i kind of noticed like 27 28 so i'm 32 i just turned 32 okay and so i think there was like a bit of a mental shift for me about five years ago um where i'd never had the experience of anxiety and mm-hmm. I, like it never was really a thought it was like oh so that's something that other people have and and like 27 28 started to creep around and i started kind of thinking more about my future and thinking about where i was at and you know where i wasn't and and comparing myself Mm -hmm. to some of my buddies that were more successful or friends that were traveling the world and i started and then i was like getting this sensation of like being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and i didn't really know why and i i felt uncomfortable kind of sitting still like i needed to be doing something i needed to be doing more i needed to be more um and, and then you know in the last five years i'm like oh that's like that's kind of my experience of anxiety. And, and now I'm a lot more present to it. doesn't mean it's gone away, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, self-worth is such an interesting thing because the conversation, that voice in our head that we have, it can take us down some really, you know, long, sometimes dark pathways. And um, I think it really, it really takes being present with yourself and, and acknowledging where you are and where you're not, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and being okay with it and being okay to sit still was another thing for me, mm-hmm. you know, being okay, not doing something that's progressing, you know, my career forward or whatever it was and for, for a, at least a short period of time to like relax, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I mean, where am I going with that? I'm just what I'm, my point being is. No, it's I cool, man. I'm just sharing. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I totally I totally suffer from comparing myself to others and and mm-hmm. thinking I should be doing more or thinking that you know things should be different by the time I'm 32, right? My, right. my goal, one of my goals for this year is to break into the Vancouver real estate market. It's one of the craziest markets, real estate nice. markets, I think globally. I don't know. It's probably in the top five. Mm-hmm. For sure. And 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 then it's you know I've only been at it for the last three or four months in terms of looking around seriously. And, and, you know, it's like, it's the biggest decision. And I feel like if I don't make this decision soon, I'm going to miss out or the market's going to, you know, I'm going to be outpriced out of the market. Um, And, you know, so-and-so already bought a place and -and so-and-so is like three, they have, they own three (laughs) places. Um, And yeah. And and, and so, you know, I, I need to, to let that go and just like, Hey, listen, the, I'm going to find the place that's going to be perfect for me when I find the place that's perfect for me. Right. Um, and, and try to, to, to bring some peace to that experience as, and, the, and the conversation I have with myself around it. So, um, I mean, it, yeah, to, I, I struggle with it. Um, imposter syndrome is another one. Um, mm-hmm. talking about self-worth. I mean, I've, I've been in fitness for, you know, over a decade and, um, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but like, so I just got promoted to the title of master trainer at rumble. And I put that in air quotes mm-hmm. for those that can't see me doing the air quotes there. Cause you know, rumble, <laughs> rumble, this rumbles title. And it's just a title to say that I'm a senior trainer there. I've been there since it opened up two years ago. Um, I got my degree. I've got lots of experience in, <laughs> um, in, in that field, but to ca- call myself a master in anything at the age mm-hmm. of 32 makes me feel uncomfortable and it's like it sounds ridiculous just saying it oh connor's a master trainer i'm like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> i could i could name off the top of my head 20 other trainers that are in the city alone that i feel are more qualified than myself mm-hmm. um and, and you know and i have to let it go i because mm-hmm. you know exactly my, my, my clients probably have something a different experience um mm-hmm. you know it's a I'm sure. have been with me a bunch of my clients have been with me for over a year and you know that's a sign that i'm doing something right right lots of great results but that's a funny thing like it is that you know titles and and that whole self-worth thing like i don't think i'm worthy of the title master of anything that's ridiculous mm-hmm. i'm only 32 mm-hmm. um but it's just a name and and it's it's right. just you know talk about adding meaning to a name um, right adding exactly meaning to that's things. And uh, so sometimes I'm at work, even though I'm, I'm one of the more senior, if not, well, yeah, one of the most senior trainers there in terms of experience. And I, I, I suffer from imposter syndrome. Um, mm. And it's, uh, yeah, I, and it, you know, it ebbs and flows and some days are better than right. others, but um, I definitely suffer from anxiety at work. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a real thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think you're experiencing it. It's just being human. Like, like we said before, like this, that whole comparison and stuff is, is a part of, of being a human being. Like we've experienced it so many different ways and how you said it before was so precise and so cool with the scoreboard. Cause it really like, it gives you that vivid physical um, analogy that mm-hmm. the scoreboard is not going to change if I feel worthy or if I feel amazing or if I feel yeah. shitty about myself. Um, scoreboard is the same like you're still a great trainer you're still you know you have all your customers you still have this uh what's up to kelly to call his mom here in the comments <laughs> i love kelly man um yeah like like just detaching from that from that meaning um and just looking at the facts and the facts mm. are 
you've been at it for a while. You got all these customers. You got this, this whatever, and you know this uh, pay or whatever you want, whatever defines your, your thing. And and when you come back to that, everything kind of seems a little bit simpler. Like I can share um, my whole process with the podcast and with Ball and. Is this kind of definition of success? We'll touch at the end. I always have a question that I like to end on. But as far as um, from my side, um, just success being just doing the best I can, I can. Just doing the best of my capabilities. Like everything external is out of my control. Like if we take basketball, for example, like the refs, my minutes, uh, injuries within the game at least are out of my control. My teammates, uh, the crowd, uh, the floor, weather conditions, whatever it may be. Um is out of my control. The only thing in my control is is knowing that I'm I'm doing the best of, of what I'm capable, of, and that's something only I can know. And then it kind of takes it back to the to the factual side of things. Um, and for me personally, that's like all the anxiety and all that. I think we've all experienced it, whether it be in sports or, in, or work or or whatever comes up. Um, yeah, I love that scoreboard. Now. You just look at you just look at what is like as what is on 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 the court, whatever the yeah. score is at the time, and and now it's up to us to decide. Like, do we want to do something about it? Yeah, like yeah. is it something that we're willing to accept and 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 continue doing, or is it something we want yeah. to change? So, and, and and sticking with that that point there, it's like how many times, Sean, for you, have you looked up the scoreboard, been down by twenty points, and we're like, all right, let's rally a comeback. Right. right. Instead of instead of saying instead of saying, oh, you know, we suck and, and throwing yeah. the towel and giving up. Right. It's not like, you know, Michael Jordan, yeah. Kobe Bryant. Right. None of these guys. I, I think the other night there were there was a team. Was, I can't remember what team who was playing, but they were down by like 35 points or something like that. It was an NBA game just like last week. Mm-hmm. Came back and won the game. It's like if you look at the scoreboard right. and add meaning to it. Right. Without just removing the score is the score. Great. Now go out and play. And right. if we can take that analogy, you know, to your point of like what's in our control in our lives. So take the scoreboard of the area of your life and and just take what's in your control. What's the what's the one action I can take in this area mm-hmm. that I want to work on and remove the right or wrong, good or bad, how I feel about it. Right. And and move it forward. And a lot of times in my experience, that's like picking up the phone or getting, getting in communication with someone and, and talking mm-hmm. to them about whatever that topic is. Um, Cause if I sit over here and try to handle it here with just me, well, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm having a conversation with myself and it's usually doesn't go very far. Right. Action. It's a world of action, right? All the, con- all the, all the conversation with ourselves, all the thoughts, all the feelings we experience, yeah. which are totally legitimate by the way, like, I don't want anyone to get me wrong. Like it's part of being human. It's part of the human experience and it's going to be there. Whether we like it or not, it's going to be a part of who we are. But none of that changes what happens in life. Life is a world of action. Action is the cure-all is one of my favorite sentences. Um, There's also one before how we talked about um, how uh, just kind of sitting by ourselves. I love, I could really connect to what you said about just sitting and like kind of putting my feet up and relaxing and like being okay with that and not just being in pursuit all the time. And there's a great, there's a great quote about, um, I think it's Lao Tzu, a Chinese philosopher that says all of man's problems stem from our inability to sit in a room by ourselves. <laughs> like that's, that's huge. That's really deep. Like if you take that to, to really kind of sit and think about that, just that, that thought process <laughs> that we have of ourselves and creating problems and, you know, comparisons and everything we've talked about so far. Um, it's really interesting. Just on a side note, it's in, I don't know if I've, I've told this. Maybe a couple guys I've played with know this, but um, 
you were saying like if you're in a court and you're down 20 like you're not you're not dwelling on that you're not for me yeah. personally it's funny i don't look at the score i don't look mm-hmm. at the score when i play unless it's like last five minutes i don't look at the score like i could care less because i know what i gotta do sort of thing that's my personal thing but i think it completely touches on what we talk about about like do what's in your control take whatever action you need at that point like i do i sense the game for sure like if we're down if we're up if that person's hot if that person's hot on the other team i'll tell my guys like that and i like strategizing for sure but as far as the scoreboard unless it's last five minutes you know like you gotta do what you gotta do it shouldn't really change that's my own belief mm-hmm. it shouldn't change if we're up 20 or if we're down 20 i should be playing the same way i should mm-hmm. be trying to reach my goal i should be playing the hardest i can i should be doing whatever's in my control to help my team be in a position to win when it comes down to the answer. Yeah, that just, it popped in mind when, when you said that. Um, yeah. And and that way you, you're not living in meanings, right? You're living in whatever factually is happening on the court. Not like mm-hmm. if we're down 20, oh my God, like our brain. It's helped me personally when I, I've never thought about this, but for me personally, it's helped me detach from that negative side. Like, oh my God, we're down 20. Like, what am I going to do? Should I change the way I play now? Should I play more conservative, whatever, if we're up? Or should I be mm-hmm. more aggressive if we're down? And then you're, you're in your head. You're not on the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're in a battle with yourself. It also, you can you can take it to, like when people trash talk. I've had a bunch <laughs> of guys in, in the last couple of years here that they know who they are. If they see this, I don't know if they see <laughs> um, That have been way better at trash probably, talking. Probably, probably a few back from high school and college as well, let's be honest. <laughs> I, I'm, talking, I'm not touching on that. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about the seven years here in Israel. But for sure in high school as well, yeah, I could think of a couple. But that have been better trash talk than ball, you know what I mean? And and their whole purpose, I don't know if they're aware of it, it doesn't really matter, but their whole purpose is to get us, whatever, an influential player in the game, to be dealing with the trash talk rather than be dealing with the game. And that's a great mm-hmm. analogy to be mm-hmm. like if we if we're constantly dealing with our thought processes and our emotions again completely legitimate i'm not saying push those things aside and not yeah. give them any room they're part of the human experience and they're a key part of the human experience like we need those things to to drive us to push us to whatever but if we're dealing with our thought process if i'm dealing with your trash talk right now i'm not dealing with what i need to do on the court you know what I mean? It's a great analogy. Same thing as if I'm dealing with my thought process, I'm not dealing with what you said so precisely about what action do I need to take to push yeah. whatever goal I have in mind and whatever things that is that I want to get done. That's not happening if I'm in my head, if I'm in my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a motivation. It could be for sure setting goals and gaining that energy. But unless I take action, like nothing's going to move. Yeah. It's, it's, you mentioned trash talk and, and you're relating to sports and I'll relate it back to life. It's like the, the biggest trash talker that you have in your life is yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's ignoring that it's ignoring the trash, your own trash talk about yourself. And, and I, I'll speak for myself, but I, I, I'm caught. I could confidently say that we all suffer from, you know, trash talking ourselves at some point in some, some areas form, of yeah, our life for sure. and it's like you know the elite the the elite the best of the best in terms of performance in terms of sports or athletics or entrepreneurship or whatever they put that they put that aside and they they get in action mm. anyways despite the trash talk because right their goal or their target or whatever that is is bigger than the conversation that you're having with yourself like right to have that skin in the game and i think you know uh, relating it to like the clients that I have, it's like I have to I have to get them thinking about a bigger picture that's outside of you know these ten reps that of push ups that they might not want to do because they think they suck at push ups. It's like it doesn't matter. You said you wanted to hike this mountain, 
Like we're actually, we're actually in here doing push-ups so that you can go hike that mountain over in the summertime or, you know, whatever it is. So it's like getting people to having, you know, going back to, you know, you mentioned landmark earlier. So I'll, having a possibility or having mm-hmm. something that is, that lives as bigger than the trash talk. What is right. the, what is the thing that you're striving for? That's bigger. That's going to draw you to action despite the negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a, a bigger context. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I think for, for, you know, a lot of my clients at, at work that I'm, I'm the catalyst to remind them that their own trash talk isn't worth their time and let's get into action, put in the work because you said you wanted to do X, Y, Z. Right. And I'm here to remind you, that's what we're doing. That's what we're mm-hmm. working towards. Now we're going to take the actions here in this, you know, I'm with them for an hour, um, hopefully more during a week. And, and, and the ones that I see that have that shift in mindset are the ones that come back to me and they're like, Hey, you know, I haven't seen you for since last week, but I, I worked out four times on my own. I haven't had a cigarette since right. I saw you. And I'm like, wow, what shifted? Like, well, you just, you talked about like, you know, you know, you got me really present to why I'm doing this. Like, you know, Simon Sinek, you know, what is your why, right? There's going to be something that's bigger that pulls you, that pulls you past, pulls you through your own trash talk. I like that trash talk analogy. I didn't even consider that. I I trash talk myself. I wake up and I trash talk myself. I go to bed and I'm trash talking yeah. myself. And it's like, yeah. God, shut, shut up, Connor. <laughs> Being human, man. Right? Yeah. I like that. Seriously. <laughs> Kelly wrote here, it's, and it's it's not, I think it's relates back to landmarking. Kelly, if you're on, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but she wrote, uh, it's not even your trash talk. Like this whole concept that our self-talk a lot of times is not something that we came up with. It's something that was kind of brought onto us from our childhood, from whatever, from an external thing. At some point in life, there was an external event that made us kind of kickstart those gears and start talking to ourselves in a certain way. And um, yeah, bro, that, that voice doesn't matter. Like it's going to be there regardless, but it, it has so little, like it could if we let it, right? But in, in factuality, it has so little it has no effect on 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 what's happening in the real world, right? On yeah. what's happening physically out there. Um, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, I, like we're we're running, bro. I, I know we could we could take this talk and do it three hours if we both had the time, but uh, <laughs> no, but we got limited time. Talk that long, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. I'm yeah. sure they do. I'd love to. Um, I want to touch a little bit on on accountability and kind of like the power of our word. Um, how would you define that? How would you define accountability in our lives? I mean, yeah, integrity is something that, you know, family and sports is kind of instilled in me. And, and I think, you know, being being your word, you know, doing what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it by in the conditions that you promised mm-hmm. is, you know, it, it for me anyways, it, it leaves when I when I'm in integrity, it leaves me feeling fulfilled. I'm in action. Um, I have an experience of like connection with people and myself. And when I'm, you know, not being accountable to my word or not doing what I said I was going to do, that's, you know, that's when the the trash talk comes in or that's when you're not good enough. You're too lazy. You're too this, you do that. And, 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 and yeah. And and it's a, I I think it's a bit of a um, positive feedback loop. Right. And I don't mean positive as a, as a good thing. Like if Mm -hmm. you're, out of integrity, it will continue and continue until you break the cycle. 
until mm-hmm. you acknowledge what's going on, acknowledge either with yourself or with people in your lives that you're, you know, not being accountable to mm-hmm. have a conversation about it and kind of recreate your word. And when I say recreate your word, it's kind of like, Hey, I said, I was going to come, you know, I was going to meet you at the gym and we were going to practice. We we're going to, you know, shoot 500 shots together and, and I blew you off. It's like, but I promise I'm going to be there on Sunday on time. And mm-hmm. I'm going to owe you a thousand this week because to make up for right. last week, um, and that really, it creates the space for one people to, you know, trust you, trust your word that you're right. accountable. You said you're going to do what you're going to do. And then people will start to listen to you a certain way that you're trustworthy, that they, they mm-hmm. want to be, those are the teammates. Those are the leaders that people want to be with. Right. right. You know, there's a lot of people that are out there that are flaky and they kind of half commit and they dip their toe in the water and they, they hum and they haw. But the people that we really want to follow, the ones that are like, no, I'm doing this by this date and this is what I'm going to deliver. Mm-hmm. And when they deliver that, you're like, oh, this person's this person's the real deal. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me, integrity is, is a big thing. And I'm not sitting here preaching as if like I'm in I'm out of integrity all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just get present to it. And when I'm aware of when I'm out of integrity, I now have the opportunity Right. Doesn't mean I always do it, but I have the right. opportunity to restore integrity, get in communication mm-hmm. and kind of either whether it's repromise or say, hey, you know, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And, and you, know, you can you can trust that I'm going to honor my word. I'm going to take the actions necessary to, to fulfill on it. Um, and I mm-hmm. think if you have that, it doesn't matter like what industry you're in or, or what you're trying to do, um, that that'll that'll take you places. Right. I think that concept like you said it so so nicely about reestablishing your word uh reestablishing that integrity i think as as people like we take it for granted sometimes like when something doesn't happen when we because life happens right like life doesn't stop if we if we set something up and we don't show up or if we said we're gonna do something by a certain day and it doesn't happen that concept of of giving uh attention to it whether it be external with another person or even with ourselves has so much power from my personal personal experience and I'm sure from yours too. Um, just giving attention to it. Like that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm reestablishing that. I'm writing it down again. And now it's gonna happen. Now with another yeah. person. Like that thing didn't happen. Like not just blowing it off and pretending like it's all good and, and never mentioning it ever again. I think that's a lack of integrity if we look at the other side. But reestablishing that word, like, yeah, I missed you. I got you. Like the same way what comes up to mind for me is like on the court. It's funny. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, I do it with kids all the time. Like I notice it in the podcast and every area of my life, like how much of an analogy to life sports is. It happens on the court. You make a mistake. Are you not going to, are you not going to, what's the word, um, address it and just keep going like nothing happened? Are you going to be able to come to the bench and be like, listen, guys, my bad. That yeah. last play is on me. I owe you guys one. That's right. huge. That allows like, I don't know how else to explain, but it allows like a brand new page for something new to come forth now. Uh, if we never address it, if we never talk about that broken integrity, that broken word, and it's not broken like a bad thing. Again, like like you said, no one's perfect. We're all human. No one's going to be yeah. in integrity 100% of the time. It just doesn't exist and it never will. But bringing attention to it, addressing it, now it kind of kills like, I don't know what you would call it, like bad energy, bad vibes. Like, like it's, yeah. it's, I would imagine if I, if I use an analogy, like take a page that's got like, like I remember Lamont, they would do it on a whiteboard. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get that done soon. Um, take, a, take a blank page and kind of scribble all over it. 
and now try and try and write a sentence on that page. You you kind of got to like work around that huge scribble, and you got to try to maneuver it around to make that thing happen. But as soon as you bring attention to it, as soon as you address it, as soon as you take responsibility for it, I would even call it. Now you got that blank page. Now you can create a new with so much more flexibility, so much more like renewed energy rather than trying to work like around this thing that you don't want to touch and you don't want to be maybe accountable for. Maybe you're afraid of, we are, I'll say we, maybe we're afraid of of what people are going to think, how people are going to judge us, how we're going to look. You know what I mean? All these things where it comes back to that scoreboard, it's just meaning. Like factually, yeah. I said that thing was going to happen. It didn't happen. Now I got to deal with it. If yeah. I but if I address it, if I if I put attention to it, it's gonna be a lot easier to do it again, my personal opinion, than than if I don't address and pretend like nothing happened and now I gotta I feel like it's kinda like trudging too much. Now I gotta like it's yeah. kinda like just things layering up and I gotta fight through it to make that thing happen. Yeah. Um the the last thing um I guess is is kind of just to continue this, it's so huge. You know what pops up to mind is I remember they would talk about in Landmark, they would talk about uh the leaders, the the lecturers, the the presenters, and they would. I remember asking one time, like, what it takes to to do that job, like, what it requires of them. I'm sure you know a lot of us too from from your family and and everyone that works there. Um, and they said like they bring like complete integrity to their lives, like to the point where they call like that person that they whatever lied to or or didn't years ago. And I don't know if that happens in, in reality or not, but just the concept of it is so huge to kind of like mm-hmm. think about telling one friend that you set up a, a training session with and you didn't show up and, and you brought integrity back to that and you and you reestablish your word like like you defined it so greatly before. Think about doing that like all across your life uh, yeah. with everything. And all of a sudden you have you don't have this brand new page. You got this whole brand new notebook to work with and now yeah this whole book that you can like now create with um yeah so i guess the last like concept to touch on is this like where does it show up in our lives like to kind of talk about like how integrity affects our lives and if if we if we're talking about that path to success not even the path to success but that path to kind of like building the life we want how does integrity affect that um yeah, and, and and so you know, on the topic of integrity, I just realized, you know, we've been we've been throwing out this term landmark, and people that people right, are, what, the <laughs> what the heck is landmark? It's it's a personal right. development course. You can yeah, right. You can look it up. That we both, Sean and I both both done it, and and it it's had a, a huge impact on my life. I uh, but a landmark is a, for you, yeah. yeah. So landmark is a personal development course. Um, you, you can look it up or not; doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah in, 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 yeah. So in, integrity is in terms of performance man i mean i don't think nothing really gets done without integrity right right like it, it i mean nothing gets done effectively um i'll, I'll alter that um without without mm. integrity um because it just makes things work it makes businesses work imagine like in a work environment when people don't complete what they said they were going to complete when they're mm-hmm. going to complete it by right people missing deadlines that doesn't work Right. And, and that's why I guess that's why you have managers because you got to and project managers because you got to hound people to do the job they said they were going to do. Anyways. Integrity like, influencers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like it, integrity. Yeah, police, it's like it is it's what glor- it is. It's, it's glorified babysitting. Imagine being in, in an mm-hmm. environment and like the, you know, the, it's a common, um, commonly used um, analogy or, or, or reference um, or example, I should say, is like Navy SEALs the right. most elite teams in in the world 
really. I mean, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head anyways. Um, and, and like they get things done with, there's no, there's no bullshit. There's no conversation about it. It's like, we're doing this for one unit. Mm-hmm. We got each other's back and there's like in integrity and everything that gets done there. Because if not, the consequences are life and death in, the, in their case. Right. Luckily for us, it's like, Oh, I might get fired from my job or, you know, a client might get pissed off at me and that's like, you know, no big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, in, in, in my opinion, when I take a look back at, you know, businesses that I've worked for and, and teams that I've been on, you know, the ones that have integrity are the ones that, that went places that got things done mm-hmm. um, and, and really made a positive impact on their environment. Mm-hmm. Well, that's huge. I'd urge people that whoever's joined us now and whoever's going to listen to this in the future to kind of take a look, like like what we talked about before, that self-introspection, kind of taking that pause and seeing what works, what doesn't work. Like, where could we be more in integrity? Where is our word maybe lost a little bit of its magic and, and kind of bring that back, reestablishing our word, restoring that integrity? It's huge. And, and from my personal experience, I noticed that all of a sudden things kind of run smoother, like things that weren't happening before that's external to us, that's, that's out of our control, the sun are happening more because of that as a base. Call it energy, call it, you know, the universe or whatever. Um, it's true, like it is what it is. Once we become that word, everything kind of works smoother. Um, we're here towards the end. We're just at about an hour. There's, I really do want to share with you, and, and we kind of jumped right into it. I never got to talk about how I experienced you throughout CAP, and it's funny because I think it's human nature to when, when you got that rivalry and you got so many people in the stands and we're so young too. Like people got to remember we're like 16, 17 uh, with packed gyms and, and kind of and like, I don't know about you, but people asking us in the halls, like what happened with our gal? Like da, da, da. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't call it pressure. Like, like I've experienced pressure on the court in the last seven years, but at that age, it's, it's something, it's very unique. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of myself of being able to put that aside and really, learning from guys like you, learning from guys mm-hmm. like Zayans, learning from guys like Glenn Chu um, and the other coaches at Argyle. Because um, honestly, man, like you, you had a great influence on me, like as a leader and and, and as a basketball player and, and just as a person, man, and, and seeing your work ethic and seeing how you approach everything was business oriented. Like I remember that from a young age, it was like <laughs> business oriented. And it was, it was really cool to see it. It gave me a lot of uh, a lot of motivation and to share with you kind of towards the end uh, with Landmark. I'm, I might get, I might get uh, emotional, but because uh, it's something we've never talked about. But uh, so we talked a little bit about Landmark. It's a self-development course. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it had a great impact on you and, and your whole family. I can say from myself, like it really changed my life. And I know my mom was into it, um, but I, I don't know if I would have given it a chance if, there, I don't know if you remembered it, but you took uh, a bunch of our guys from Cap to like an intro, mm-hmm. and uh, I get I'm got, I got goosebumps right now, like I'm shivering just thinking about. It. But um, it seemed like something so small maybe at the time, but for me, like it was the first step of like a life changing experience. And there was a point in that evening where they said, um, "Who would like to come up and share?" And I'm like, "I'm jokes, like I'm I'm charismatic, I got energy, like I'm cool, let's do it." I go up there. <laughs> And they asked me, I don't remember what it was they asked me, but it, it touched on something with my, with my childhood, with my parents, with whatever was happening in the background of my life, I would, I would call it. Um, and bro, like, like this emotion that's been pushed down like to the core of my gut as well as like coming up. And I remember, I don't know what it looked like from the outside. I can remember the experience. And I remember being like, 
feeling that stuff comes up and and just being like kind of like oh like like being done with it and getting off stage like for those who don't know what it is it's it's you literally like stand on stage in front of people it's not a lot of people but standing in front of a stage on the stage in front of anyone public speaking will yeah, cause, yeah will cause that that and it was an emotional thing and I left that evening I remember I was gracious and like it was it was cool and but I left that evening kind of like it's I, I'd love for you to notice that like ready to deal with something that I've been holding like so deep. And if, I, if it wasn't for that evening, I don't know if I would take Landmark, I don't know, but Landmark really changed my life. Like, and that's mm. kudos to you. That's kudos to Kelly. That's kudos to, to your family and, and, and everyone that's, that's influenced me within that world. Um, yeah, like that, that was really life-changing for me. Like I remember taking a course, I let all this stuff out. That was really holding me back. And the way I would describe Landmark is like the first course you kind of, I was letting everything out. And the second course you kind of create your life now with that kind of brand, brand new page, that, that blank page, like we yeah. talked about before. And that was pro ball. That was a yeah. dream that I'd kind of let go yeah. of. And if it wasn't for Landmark and honestly, like I can, I can authentically say if it wasn't for you in that evening, like who knows? I, I always say, like I tell people all the time, I think I'd be working like a nine to five. I know maybe yeah. do physio, maybe do something that can degree. Um, but yeah, it, it it led to a life of 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 pursuing that dream, and and it wouldn't have yeah. been possible without that evening. And and I acknowledge you yeah. for that, and I acknowledge you for the type of person you are, man, and and just being like a living. What I wrote in in that Facebook thing, not from the heart. I don't write that thing to like market the the episode. I wrote I write those things because it's how it feels. It's living right. like a. I acknowledge you for just being a living leader. Like I think everyone that you work with, whether it be in training or whatever endeavors, whether it be real estate in the future, and I can speak for myself, like in college and high school in the past, like just leading by example, man. Like, like it's really, it's, there's not a lot of people like that, that everything they touch is they lead by example. And I acknowledge you for that. Yeah. I appreciate that brother. And I mean, you're, when you talk about integrity and getting into action, you called me and I could hear it in your voice. I'm like, this guy's on fire. Like this guy is doing, he like, there's no trash talk that's stopping this guy right now. He's in action. He's, you know, you got like, I don't know, over 20 some episodes under your belt on this, on this yeah. podcast and, and playing professional ball in a different country. I mean, different country than when I played ball with you, right. It's like, I mean, I don't know what the percentage of people in Canada that, that <laughs> go on to play professional basketball, but it's a really small percentage, man. So, you know, it, I'm, I'm super grateful for you for, you know, for sharing that and for the acknowledgement. I, I got it. Thank you. I'm so glad that you, um, you know, had the experiences that you had and that you're, you're at where you're at right now. Cause it seems like you're in a great place. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, and right now you're just, you're out here having these conversations to try and, you know, inspire and influence and motivate people to, to get after their life the way that you are doing it now. So you are the example. And, and I think everyone's mm -hmm. is actually following you. They're not following me, but I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It was important yeah. for me at yeah, that, that point and that time and cap and, I talked about with, in, in the conversation with Glenn as well, like so many great people to come from such a small place and, and even such a small timeline, would it be a year or two or three or whatever we spent there? It's yeah. really, it's not a given, man. I don't take it for granted. And uh, yeah, bro, if I, when I'm, it's not if, when I'm out there during the summer, maybe be next summer with Corona and everything, we got to do a little, a little charity <laughs> yeah. game. Totally. Yeah, do an all-star totally. celebrity game. <laughs> you, you, um, you, you, you kind of did a bit of a, a call out to listeners uh, and and uh, earlier, I don't know, it was like ten minutes ago. And I, I wanted to leave yeah. with one because I know I know we're a little over time here. But going back to the scoreboard, like my my invitation to anyone listening is to 
to look at the scoreboard in every area of your life or the areas of life that are important to you and get present to you. What's the score? If you were to score, if you want to rate it, what would you give it? And then take a look at what are your, what are the play, like using the, the basketball analogy, what plays are you running to have the score right. be as it is? What defense are you running? So in life, like what actions are you taking or not taking? What conversations mm -hmm. are you having or not having in the areas of life that really, really matter to you and get present to the score. And then once you're present to the score and you, you, you are now looking at what actions you're taking in that area that are having the score be what it is, how do you change it? Right. Mm -hmm. What's the what's the new play? What's the new action that you can take to change the score? So that would be my my invitation to anyone listening, <coughs> um, whether it's in your career or finance or or love life or whatever it might be. Um, and, and just getting, you know, getting our head above the water for a second and going, right. OK, what's actually going on in my life that's not working? And what actions can I take to shift it? And then, you know, the smallest mm -hmm. action, just having a conversation like we're having right now. You know, it's, it's got me fired up to be like, okay, I'm going to take on tomorrow. I'm going to do everything I said I got to do. Yes, when I'm going to do it by, I'm getting my workout in. I'm like, oh, all that stuff, right? So just having these types of conversations will will will, will cause opportunity for action to take place. Um, mm -hmm. And with, you know, that, that's my piece. So again, man, thank that's you so much huge. for having me on here. That's huge. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. That's huge to end on, yeah. And, and like yeah. keyword action, just just action. And, and seeing yeah, you action. fired up is, is exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> You get it back to the basics yeah, yeah. and it just becomes so simple and, and it's just action. That's amazing. That's yeah. an amazing way to end off. Super yeah. appreciative of you, man. Great to see you. Yeah. Great to catch up. We'll stay yes. in touch. We'll I hope we'll do more okay. projects, whether it be in person when I'm out there or, or online out here. Thanks 100%. a lot, man. Thank you for coming right. for joining us. Have Absolutely. a good one. Love you. Love you, brother. Take care. Later. You too, man. That's all for this episode of School of Performance. Thank you for joining us all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you took something from this conversation into your own lives, I urge you to share this episode with one or two people, with your followers, or with anyone that this episode can add value to. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the next episode of School of Performance.